You are listening to Fanther Tracks. It's time to spin round the rim. This is Desert Planet Discs. Star Wars music in a single file. Here are your hosts, Carl Bayliss and Greg Robertson. Following live broadcast is recommended by the Imperial Council in the belief that your commitment to remain upstanding citizens will be reinforced. It is required viewing for all members of the Imperial Forces. Time now for Desert Planet Discs, brought to viewers everywhere in the hope that our own lives may be uplifted by the comparison and enriched with the gratitude of relief. This transmission is unrehearsed and unedited and is hereby begun without further comment as to its lack of moral value. Feel the force. Feel the force. You were born for more than this. You've got a talent that's hidden deep within. It's time for your training to begin. You'll unleash your ability when you believe in its possibility. Your focus becomes reality. Attention in time you can control When you unlearn all you know Use your instincts reaching out One thousand generations all live in you now And you will do them all proud Welcome, welcome, one and all, to this track 31 of Desert Planet Discs. And uh, for those of you who've been with us for a while, you may realise that this is actually uh, just gone fourth birthday. Yes, and uh, playing the Ewok celebratory horn there, I think. <laughs> and... Uh, Curiously, I am sporting an Ewok t-shirt. So there you go. All It's almost like we planned it. It's my uh, partner in crime for this uh, this wonderful journey into Star Wars music, Mr. Greg Darth Elvis Robertson. How the devil are you, sir? I'm very good, sir. How are you? 
Uh, yes, yes. Get it, getting there, I think, is the uh, is a phrase like British Rail. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> people aren't getting there very often at the moment with all the strikes. But no, I've uh, the holiday seems like a distant memory, and uh, I've been back at work for some time now, and it's uh, yeah, lots of work. No play for me at the moment. Mm. Yes. So since our last uh, episode, as Greg says, he's been on holiday. So uh, we'll find out a little bit more about that. But first off, opening the show for us this evening was our good friend, Ruish Goodlooks, with a track from his recently released Acoustic Edition EP called Feel the Force. So that's available on all the usual download sites and uh, has been available to his Patreon subscribers for a little while longer, I believe. But do check it out and support Ruish. This is his, despite the many, 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 many Star Wars songs he's released uh, over the years, this is actually his first ever EP that he's put out. So, um, well, well, we were. Yeah. Doesn't so, seem like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, busy well, man. Yeah. Busy, busy man. And uh, yeah, these are all acoustic versions of some of the uh, some of the tracks he's, he's put out over the last couple of years. That said, they're still really well produced and recorded, so uh, definitely worth checking out. So, uh, as we always say, please support the artists. Yeah, ch- check out Royish, and uh, if you if you haven't heard of him before, go and check out some of his videos on YouTube. There's lots of Star Wars parody stuff in there, but there's uh, there's bits and bobs of other. Uh, original songs and other stuff there and he really uh, really good at uh, creating earworms so uh, yes there we go and of course because we're feeling the force it would be remiss of us not to uh, talk about something that's just around the corner the uh, the launch of Ahsoka to Disney Plus. Yeah, it's very excited about this, and uh, a, bl- a late birthday present for me comes out on the twenty third. Yes, but, uh, just missed my birthday, but uh, come on, guys, get out my birthday next time. Well, but no, I can say happy birthday on a Wednesday. Yeah, I, I might delay it. Yeah, I can say, do you not? Do you not have like two birthdays anyway? So you got like your Greg birthday and your Darth Elvis birthday, a bit like the Queen. A little bit. I mean, it's Elvis week uh, this week, so uh, yeah. There you go. And uh, Uh that's not so much celebrating his birthday as opposed to the week that he passed. But anywho, yes, Ahsoka, two-episode premiere coming Wednesday 23rd of September to Disney+. Plus. Very, very excited about this show, Rebel Season 5, a.k.a. Ahsoka. (laughs) What are you hoping we're going to get in our first two episodes? Hmm... Well, because they've done so many, I say so many, there's been about half a dozen different trailers and TV spots. I would be quite surprised if there's much stuff in the first two episodes, or not in the first two episodes that have been in those two trailers, if that makes sense. So all the stuff that's been in the trailers appears in the first two episodes. I'm wondering whether... The way in which they're dropping the two episodes as like a, a season premiere 
means that there is something a little bit like they did with Andor season uh, Obi Wan. No, with Obi Wan, where there is that sort of pivotal scene at the end of episode two. Now, whether that's the first time we see Thrawn in this, mm. um, you know, and that is because if you remember, that was the Anakin's actually alive and it cut to Hayden in the back to tank Son's Vader suit mm. so whether there's you know that's going to be a sort of template almost of that and uh, that's where they're going to go in terms of the, the cliffhanger if you like at the end of the second episode or whether they introduce him earlier so that you've got a feel for who the players are ahead of that I don't know but I think I think a lot of what we've seen already in those trailers is, is going to be, you know, you can tell a lot of that is scene setting. Yeah, I know the the most recent TV spot. Sorry if no if you haven't spoiler seen it. alert spoiler here. alert spoiler alert. We've seen the the hologram of Hayden as Anakin, and uh, almost you know sort of echoing again some of the Obi Wan stuff where you've got the the dialogue almost of. Anakin, when he, he must, you know, he was training Ahsoka, yeah. um, and some and some of that side of things. So, yeah, just generally looking forward to it. Ahsoka is one of those characters that, although the early iterations of the uh, the animated character uh, did somewhat divide fandom, she's she's certainly become established as a fan favorite over the years, Big and. Time, uh, yeah. Yeah, just really, really looking forward to uh, to seeing how the story around her develops. Uh, you know, as we've as we've discussed many times, this is this is obviously building towards the uh, Mandoverse assemble. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. The, yeah, predicted movie. As long as uh, there's anybody still left at Lucasfilm and Disney to produce a movie, yeah, or movies. For movies, yes. So, uh, yeah, Endgame Part 1, Part 2. Mm. Mm. Possible, possible. So, yeah, so it'd be interesting from that point of view to see how, how this story all sort of pulls together. But, yeah, I think it is I think it is going to be a real sort of fan fest for uh, fans of Rebels, of which I count myself as one. And I know that you're uh, a dyed-in-the-wall uh, Rebels fan, so... Uh, Oh, what, absolutely. What what are your hopes? I I'm hoping we get the uh, the ghost crew all together. Obviously, we know we're getting Sabine. We know we're getting Hera, uh, Chopper, Ezra appears in the trailers as a hologram. They obviously introduced Zeb in uh, Mandalorian season three. Yeah, there's been no mention of him so far, but it'd be great to see him pop up in the show as well. Obviously, Karen's deed. So we're not going to see any Kanan. A voice, a voice, you know, Force Ghost. No, I'm going to say there's there is the possibility of and or Holocron. Yeah, those sort of things. I think there there is a possibility that they they do some sort of callback. You know. I don't know. If, I don't know. If Freddy's maybe burned some bridges with these. He, he's had made some comments and stuff in the past about mm. uh, the Star Wars universe as it is now and stuff so mm. I'm excited to see the ghost on screen yeah. live action ghost it's uh, it's a 
classic ship. Uh, I, 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 I rate it, I put it up there with the, the Falcon as a, a character in its own right. Yeah. Um, just awesome. And uh, obviously some exciting, exciting news we'll come on to in a second. Yeah. Uh, which I know uh, a certain Mark Hamilton will be very excited or is very excited about. But um, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. As we're recording this, it's less than a week away. Next time we put out an episode, we'll probably be halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. It's It's been the one I've been looking forward to, I think, the most, being such a big Rebels fan. So. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I, I think when they initially announced all those sort of batches of shows, um, we'd, have we already had Mandalorian then? That very first Disney Plus thing where Kathy Kennedy came out and announced a batch of shows, yeah, a whole batch of things. I don't know if we'd had a a season of it. I can't quite yeah. remember to be honest with you. No, but uh, I think we had. I want to say she was announcing season two, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, but even so, it was like you know, Mand- Mandalorian. Well, because Mandalorian was there from the launch, wasn't it? Really? Yes. And yeah. that, and that was, I think that was, that was earlier in the year. On, like it was like an investors' call thing, wasn't it? And then the investors' call was in the November, I think. So, right. Great to see some some of those shows and some news about some of those shows. So, uh, Donald Glover and his brother. Oh, that rhymes. Uh, <laughs> I should get into that songwriting lark. <laughs> um, yeah, they're uh, uh, rumoured or have been announced to be uh, working on scripts and things for the Lando show. Um, nice. And, and this, this and Acolyte were the two that really sort of piqued my interest. Mm. In fact, we must we must have had we must have had a season of Mando by the time that earnings call was done because they announced Rangers of the New Republic. And that it was all about that was going to be an offshoot with um, Cara Dune. Dune and all that sort of uh, and Carson Teva and all those sort of things and uh, yeah we all know how that panned out true it was before yeah because then in season two yeah 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 there we go anyway hey, speaking yes, of the ghosts speaking speaking of ghosts um, we're not going to be playing any of their music tonight unfortunately oh come on oh. No, Haslab. No. We've got a we've got a Star Wars project that's gone over the line. Yay! Yay! Yes, well, like, well done, Hasbro. You. Yeah, yeah. What we've been wanting. Proof that they listen to us. Part one. Stay tuned to find out what part two is. But proof that uh, Hasbro listened to this show. We've been <laughs> saying, and um, I know we had like Mark from Ash and various other people say. Um, I, I think I think Santa said it as well, didn't he, on the Christmas episode? Um, yeah, I think he said it. He'd, both, he'd like both, to see it after both, the blurg. Yeah, after yeah. So that's one of the stretch goals they haven't announced. Um, no, he's uh, yes. The announcement of the Haslab Ghost at uh, San Diego Comic Con and at time of recording, they've passed the first stretch goal. Oh, uh, have they? I didn't notice that. Uh, oh. Wasn't that... That was 10,000, wasn't it? 
I think it was 11,000. So they oh. passed the goal to get it done, which is what, 8,000, I think? Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that went that went fairly quickly, uh, especially given the uh, <laughs> the uh, non-performance of the uh, the previous uh, House Labs. Yeah, um, but certainly apparently, the Star Wars ones. Currently sitting at 10,324 backers. Okay, okay. 22 days to go. And unlock number one being Ezra Bridger is due... Uh, I think I think it was eleven thousand. I'm just okay. double checking now. Come I, on, I thought, I thought it was ten. H- hence my uh... eleven thousand. Yeah. Okay. Get your exclusive Star Wars Rebels vintage collection carded figure, and then you get Hayden uh, Jarrus at fourteen thousand, and then you get uh, Zeb at seventeen thousand backers. Mm. So what, what what do we think? It's going to rocket once the uh, show de- debuts. I reckon that will definitely have an imp- a big impact on it. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to get in on it as well, but it's it's. We'll see what happens in the yeah. next twenty days. <laughs> yes. We'll see what happens. Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, I may jump on it. It's it's one that it's definitely one I I would like, but uh, space is an issue. <laughs> and then, unless anyone wants to buy some children. Oh, uh, yeah, can't put them on eBay. <laughs> Buy it now. Mm. 99p opener. <laughs> brand, brand new with tax. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the demonstrations and the videos you've seen of the ghost, it's its a beast. It's a big, big yeah. ship. Uh, they've gone to a lot of detail on it. Um, but, it, okay. comes with, it comes with a phantom, doesn't it, with Chopper uh, yeah. in, in there, and obviously comes with Hera as the... The figure that comes with it before stretch goals, but not not only that. I mean, the um, several several things that immediately stood out for it um, on it for me was uh, first of all, despite a bit of scaremongering before the prices were announced, it's not actually stupidly priced. Mm. If you take into account some of the recent vintage collection. Falcons that have been released, which is probably the nearest comparable product, then it's it's not too far fetched, and and of course benchmark it against the uh, the Razor Crest as well. You know, people people were expecting or pessimistically expecting something in the region of you know seven, even eight hundred quid. So for it to come in at the price point it has is uh, refreshing. Still. A lot of money, but uh, it's the same it, same price as the katana, wasn't it? The Java Sail yeah, Barge, yeah. And I think the Hiraiza Crest was a more of it. Was it three hundred, four hundred? Yeah, uh, pretty sure it was like three nine nine. But I could be yeah. totally wrong. Yeah, and the, um, the the other thing that you know, hopefully, if they if they do hit the uh, the multiple tiers, the uh, the card backs for those included figures are brilliant. Yeah, they want you to build that mural, aren't they? That, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, which, will be, which will be interesting because as they've not announced all of the Ghost crew, hmm. does that mean that those cardbacks are going to be commercially available or they're only going to release those cardbacks or you're going to get variant cardbacks for... For argument's sake, Kanan's not been announced as a stretch goal. 
So do they release Kanan from that mural with that card back as a standalone vintage collection figure at some point in the future? So the only one that's missing, uh, you know, if, you, if, if all the stretches happen, yeah. the only one missing is Sabine. But Sabine's been announced, I think, as a vintage collection figure. Oh, right, okay. But I can't believe me remember if it's with that style card back or not. Yeah, yeah. Although, although I suppose, I suppose, technically speaking, if she's painted it, mm, yeah. But hey ho, yeah. yeah. Interesting. But of course, that wasn't the only thing at San Diego Comic Con that uh, our chums at Hasbro revealed. We got also being announced, and again at time of recording, various of these have been put up for sale or pre-order. We had a Return of the Jedi. Uh, retro collection multi-pack featuring an exclusive Mon Mothma. Yes, very nice. Which was very nice. Again, I've seen quite a few people moan a little bit about that because the rest of the figures were not the most enticing. I think there, were, there was a was it Chief Chirper, Imperial Guard, uh, Scout Trooper... Rebel Commando. I can tell you. I can tell you. Gamorian uh, Guards. Yeah. Admiral Akbar. It's a Wicked, trap! Wicket. Ah. Emperor's Royal Guard. Right. Mon Mothma. And Yakface. Oh, right. Okay. Which uh, might make some people happy because yeah. they won't have to pay hundreds of pounds for the vintage one. But at the same time, it, it, it obviously adds that issue that there'll be Yakfaces out there. That uh, you know, yeah. you obviously have to be careful. You're not picking up a picking up a, a, a reissued Yak face as opposed to a vintage vintage. Yeah, indeed. Yes, but there was also vintage collection announcements. Ooh. So we have Sabine announced with uh, I think it's a a deluxe pack with a loth cat, Ahsoka, three Vizsla, a Revan, Darth Revan, Thrawn. Imperial officers. Oh, that's one of those multi-pack things. It's the multi-pack it? yes, one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But the, but the one we're most excited about, the one that uh, made us explode with excitement. And is part two of the Hasbro must listen to this show. Exactly. They must be listening to this show because they announced a Life Day Chewbacca. With <laughs> a holiday special style card with his Life Day robes on and his Life Day orb. Boom, 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 shake the room. I'm, I was the happiest man in the world. And I'm, if I don't get one of them... You'll be the unhappiest man in the world. I'll be the unhappiest man in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that means that they have set the wheels in motion for the the other thing that we've obviously mentioned, which was the <laughs> Black Series Life Day Chewy. Well, we need that, but we also need uh, Akmina as well. As uh, of course. And, and that was that was the next thing. They've got the card, card design now with Star Wars Holiday Special. So... Akmina. It, oh, you Please. know it makes sense. You listen to the show, you know yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Everyone loves uh, B. Arthur. Everyone loves Akmina. Yeah. Make it we, so. Exactly. And we had some Black Series announcements. Do you want to uh, we, we talk did. Those? We did. So you've got the Black Series Collector's Edition Ahsoka lightsabers. Nice. So, uh, yes, those, those are always uh, rather popular. We've also got, obviously, an Ahsoka uh, and a Sabine. 
Hera, R2-D2 from Mandalorian, and another Previsla. So Previsla appearing in both of those uh, scales. And that wasn't the end of the Black Series announcements, because folks... It should have been. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can you hear hear those sleigh bells in the distance? Yeah, it's that time of year. The middle of summer, when, of course, everybody announces their Christmas product, which actually, scarily, isn't far from the truth. I went to um, B&M or Home Bargains or one of those places the other day, and the seasonal aisle is now full of Christmas stuff. Skipped Halloween altogether? Skipped Halloween altogether and just got straight for Christmas. I was... Really, really, really surprised. But um, yeah, it's everybody's favourite Black Series, the Holiday Series. Whee! Holiday Collection. So this year we have a Holiday Edition Ewok, a Mandalorian Scout, a Holiday Purge Trooper, which I got to admit I do actually quite like the paint job on that because it looks like he's got like almost like a Sergeant Pepper style red tunic on yeah and the sea yeah that one yeah I won't be buying it but I did quite like it the holiday edition Jawa a holiday edition Snowtrooper from memory that is the classic Snowtrooper not uh, sequel era okay and a K2 security droid holiday edition fantastic so yes. How many that bargain been near you 2024? <laughs> That's it. Holiday series. That's it. And uh, also also uh, announced, and I can't say I've seen anything about this series before, were a couple of figures, uh, for want of a better description, under the banner of Droidables. And they were they're kind of very Funko Pop style. Uh, mm. versions of some of the droids so I think so far they've announced uh, R2, Chopper and of course BB-8 with 20 plus sounds with 20 plus sounds yeah most of which are going to be beep boop and lights lights and sound effects lights, lights and sound effects so there you go folks about 4 inches in height apparently so uh if you're if you're struggling for uh, things to buy the uh, Star Wars fan in your life, plenty plenty to be going at there. Absolutely. And speaking of things to get people, something else which is coming very very soon is the brand new album "Race the Night" by our good friends Ash, fresh off hashtag Cantina tour earlier this year. They're going out on tour with uh, the Subways on a sort of co-headline tour all around Europe. They released the first single from that, Race the Night, um, a couple of months back. The album's due on the 15th of September and the tour takes place starting in the September through October, November and December. So shall we have a, a, a tune from that? And then yeah, we'll let's, up... let's have a listen to that first single. So this and then is... we can fight out the tour dates after we come we back. Can. We can. So this is this is uh, as as Greg already mentioned the first track from our Ashes new album Race the Night, which will be out on Fierce Panda Records, and this is the title track Race the Night.
Rush there with Race the Night from their new album out on September the 15th. And worth checking out the video because there is a bit of a Star Wars flavour to the video. The band are sporting in several of the scenes some rather ooh, familiar looking, shall we say, white, you could call them prison garb robes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, Echo, a recent Star Wars TV show, but I'm sure any uh, copyright infringement there is purely coincidental. Absolutely. And, and another reason to watch it, it was directed by Jed Shepard, excellent writer-director, but also one of the organisers behind the, the excellent hashtag Cantina 1 and 2. Yes, and it also has an executive producer credit oh. from the other organiser, the third member of the triumvirate of Cantina organisers, the Martin Keeler. Yay! Yes, yes. Some, somehow he's got an executive producer credit on the Ash video. <laughs> so there we go. I don't know whether he was making the tea or, you know, just generally. Negative tea. Yeah. Negative tea. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. But uh, yeah, so uh, great, to, great to have uh, Ash back and new music from Ash. And as Greg said, uh, ahead of that, they're heading out on tour with the subways across uh, UK and Europe in October, November and December of this year. And the, the poster as well for the tour has uh, a slightly Star Wars-y uh, theme to it. So uh, check that out. And uh, we'll give you a, a rundown of uh, the cities and the dates that they'll be playing. So... Uh, Keep an ear out for something that might be near you, but uh, check out ashofficial.com or their Facebook page and uh, be able to get all the uh, venue and ticket details via there. But they'll be kicking off on September the 30th in the UK at Bexhill-on-Sea. And then they'll be playing Bristol on the 1st of October. Nottingham on the 3rd of October. You'll see me in Glasgow on the 4th of October. Leeds on the 5th of October. Why I man Newcastle on the 7th. Be heading across to Dublin on the 9th. And then there'll be the 10th of October in Manchester. Go oh, blimey Mary Poppins, I'll be in London, innit? On the 11th. <laughs> November 19th. Utrecht. Oh, I'm pronouncing that right. And on the 20th, they'll be heading into Germany in uh, hitting Frankfurt. And on the 21st, they're going to be in Cologne. 23rd, Hanover. 24th, Malmo. 25th, Copenhagen. 27th, Oslo. 28th, Stockholm. 30th, Berlin. And then they head into December. On the 1st of December, they'll be in Dresden. 2nd of December, it'll be Prague calling. <laughs> Yeah, it does, it does feel a little bit Eurovision, this, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Let's just get over with. Fourth, they'll be heading to Graz. On the 6th of December, my true love gave to me tickets for Ash in Zurich. Seventh, my daughter's birthday, they'll be in Munich. The eighth, it's not my daughter's birthday, I don't have one, but they're going to be in Stuttgart. On the 10th, they'll be uh, sorting out the sprouts in Brussels. And finishing off the tour on the 11th of December in Paris, Paris. Ooh la la. Ooh la la, sacre bleu, monsieur. Indeed. So, yes, if, if you could 
make any sense of any of those, well done. And if you can't, then uh, as I say, head over to Ash's Facebook page or Ash Official or indeed the, sub the Subway's website and Facebook pages and you'll find all the details on those and where they'll be. They're also doing some in-store appearances as well. They are. You'll, you'll find that on the website. They're doing yeah. acoustic sets and signings. Acoustic sets and Q&A sort of things at uh, small independent record stores, certainly in the UK. So uh, check those out as well. Get yourself down there, girl. Yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, anybody who's been to see Ash will know that uh, our good friend and chum, Mr Hamilton, is... Uh, party to a low slung bass on stage and um, I think he, he needs to be getting in touch with a recent discovery uh, of mine courtesy of one of the rehearsal studios that I go to that also has a music shop attached to it and that is Buckle Down Guitar Straps they have been for a while producing licensed belts for keeping your trousers up but they've branched out now into guitar straps. So there was me happily mooching along to one of my many rehearsals. And uh, lo and behold, up on the wall was uh, this rather lovely display of guitar straps. Obviously, because it's very difficult to write tunes on drums. I do own several guitars. And uh, yeah, I, it's particularly taken by the Chewbacca bandolier, but there's... <laughs> yes, there's loads of designs, not just Star Wars, there's Harry Potter... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel, there's some Muppets ones. There's a really, really cool animal one, which I'm almost tempted to go and get as well. Uh, but uh, I picked up the Chewbacca bandolier, so, uh, and they are really, really, really good quality. Definitely no uh, no chance of uh, your beloved guitar falling and uh, bouncing off the floor. They're really, really sturdy and uh, really nice quality woven. It's almost like seatbelt, car seatbelt material. Really, really nice. Say so they've recently hit uh, a lot of the independent music shops in the UK. They may well also be available in some of the larger chain music shops, but... Uh, as, as we always say, you know, if you can support your independence, do so. I think they retail for around about the £20-25 mark. Yeah. But yeah, recommended. And uh, yeah, Mark, if you're listening, <laughs> get in touch with them and see if they'll uh, send, send you a few to uh, advertise on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if they do, uh, I'll, my commission rates are very reasonable. <laughs> Yes, indeed. And speaking of touring, I'm just back from a little tour. Indeed you are. Not a gigging tour, you know, I'm, I'm still frozen in carbonite. But I've been on, I was on the holiday with my family and uh, we went to visit Philadelphia. I went in Philadelphia, obviously going to see the Philadelphia Phillies play, which I did and fell in love with baseball. But no, good timing. The Disney 100 exhibition started in, the, in Philadelphia. And I took the family to see that, so it was very, very good. Small section on Star Wars, but um, the, the exhibition as a whole, I would highly recommend, uh, especially if you're a fan of Disney in general. From from the the early classic shorts, they had the little knickknacks and uh, 
material and artwork from you know going way back before Steamboat Willie. Oh, me. Yeah, yeah. Props from Mary Poppins and that's the actual Mary Poppins, not episode eight. Yeah, well, exactly. Yes. No, all very good. I would, but you know, the greatest episode. Let me say, Last Jedi, right? Really good. They, as I said, the the Star Wars part is quite small in general, but some very, very nice artifacts in there to get a look at, as well as Marvel, and there's a really cool kind of music section as well. Reason to bring it up: it's coming soon to London, starting on the 13th of October at the London Excel. You can go see the Disney 100 exhibition there. I certainly would highly recommend it. As with anything Disney, you have to exit through the gift shop. So oh, sure I was just about to ask you. So, uh, what what were the uh, what was the gift shop stroke merch opportunities like? Well, as you're going through, they've got some quite cool sort of posters breaking up the areas. And if you want to see some pictures from my journey to Disney 100, you can check out fanfortracks.com, uh, our Instagram page and Facebook, which shared some of them on our socials. Yeah, they had posters, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, badges, key rings, and which brings us nicely onto our next topic. They had the Skywalker Saga bedsheet Roosevelt shirts for sale Ooh. at the exhibition, which is one shirt I don't actually own. So I was very tempted to buy it, but Disney had added a little premium on top of the, the usual uh, Roosevelt's costs. So instead of your seventy dollars, fifty-five pound mm. mark, they were eighty-five dollars in, in the Disney One Hundred exhibition. So I left it alone, mm. which is probably wise because there's another another Roosevelt's drop happening. <laughs> yeah, at in, the time uh, of recording in an hour and fifteen minutes. In an hour and fifteen minutes, indeed, indeed. So uh, yeah, I'll be, on... I'll be dropping off if we haven't. Yeah, yeah. If we haven't finished recording. Uh, there'll, there'll be there'll be a slight pause. There'll be an abrupt ending, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, San Diego Comic Con, uh, as we've already mentioned, uh, Hasbro detailed a lot of new uh, product, but so did Roosevelt's. And alongside the usual convention-only exclusives, which were uh, awesome, which were were very awesome. There was uh, there was four shirts. So there was uh, one called Dagobah Drip. Which was a, a kind of all over Yoda Dagobah print, obviously. The extremely awesome Mythosaur Roper. Yeah. So, like a sort of grey colour with uh, the uh, the Mythosaur skulls on the uh, shoulder pauldrons, which is very, very nice. Nice uh, red colour. Yeah. Uh, one called Figure It Out, which from a distance just looks like a sort of like colour coloured blocks. But as you get up closer, it's um, the cardback uh, colour blocks, and then some of them actually have the figures printed on them. So, bit of a bit of a variation on a theme because I think they did they do one as a convention exclusive before called Toy Box that was a, yeah. like a collection of like it was just like loads of vintage figures all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sort of variation on that theme. So uh, that one's quite nice. And then uh, the Sunday exclusive, which is very awesome. Um, it's party's over. Yeah, the party's over. 
It's a black shirt featuring Mace Windu down the, uh, the left-hand side of the shirt, and the inside of it is purple. It's like, oh, could it be more awesome? You, you know if you wear that, you're going to look like a bad but MF. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But well, as we, as Carl rightly mentioned, tonight, 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 which uh, obviously when this goes out will be a few days ago. So they'll all be sold out. They'll be sold out. Because Greg's uh, bought them all. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> um, I just reorganised my wardrobe, uh, <laughs> got new coat hangers to hang on my Roosevelt shirts, and uh, yeah, the wife, the wife was in the place with how many shirts yes. were in there. Yes. Uh, she counted them, so yeah. Oh. oh, that's never a good sign. Yeah. Yes. So they debuted the range at San Diego and had some first chance to buy sort of thing, limited stock of the... It's been called something like Tano Tuesday or something, hasn't it? Tano Tuesday, yeah. yeah. So they're all kind of linked into the upcoming Ahsoka show. So they had a Thrawn reversible bomber jacket. So the one side's sort of blue with the uh, badge with the, the salamander thingies, which I can't remember what yep. they're called. And then you flip, flip it inside out and you've got a lovely white... Grand Admiral Thrawn, Imperial Office uniform, replete with the badge. Only problem with that is it's white. Mm. <laughs> but hey, you know, yes, white bomber jackets, never a good idea. Yeah. Then you've got Tenacious Togrutu, Togruta, Tenacious Togruta, which is a nice Vader battling Ahsoka image. All over print, sort of. All over print, bad boy. Yeah, you've got the uh, rather excellent uh, Summer Snips, which is probably the least Star Warsy of the lot. It's just kind of like like a typical Hawaiian shirt, just with sort of flashes of orange and then the blue and white. So yeah, that's one of those that it's kind of like if you're in the know, you're in the know. Yeah. So when to your average non-Star Wars fan punter, it's going to be oh, that's just a bit of a loud shirt. Love it. Mm. Then you've got Pew Pew with yes. uh, your favourite Thai fighters on there. Yeah. Yeah. This next one I love. What's the next one? The the next one. Oh, depends. Uh, right. Oh, yes. Sorry. Next one is called You're All Clear. Now. Kid. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> the perils have wrapped around text. Yeah. You're all clear, kid. So this is an all over print again. And unless I'm very much mistaken, it looks like it's the poster that was included with the original soundtrack back in 77. So the vinyl edition of the soundtrack came originally with a big pull-out poster of the uh, Battle battle Around the Death Star. Um, And that looks to be a rendering of that. So that's very cool, because obviously that poster is very, very hard to get hold of. I was going to say very, very hard to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> no, it's very, very hard to get hold of. And then we've got from a certain point of view, which has got—it's quite hard to tell in the image I've seen, but it's um, blue and red scenes from the movie. I think. Sorry, I was going to say, and then my other favourite, Carl. Yes, rounding out the collection, and uh, this this could well be uh, winging its way not only to uh, the Grey Star, but also to uh, Shay Mooncat. Uh, is is the Bo-Katan Roper 
So as with all the Roper shirts, plain plain colour body, uh, in this case the, the sort of blue, and then white shoulder pauldrons with the uh, Night Owl logo sort of split across the left and right shoulder. But I have seen an image of the back and it's got the whole logo across the back shoulders. It's very cool. I mean, uh, I have to say the Ropers are definitely some of my favourite shirts that the Roosevelt's do. Most recent one I got was the Indiana Jones Roper. Yes, yeah, so I've seen I've seen photographs of you sporting that very shirt. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And mm. uh, I've got the um, the earlier the, the the Mando one was the first Star Wars one they did. Which yeah, uh, as well. Was it was it uh, warm or cold? Yeah, I guess that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, stunning work as always. Yes, Roosevelt's team. Yes, so uh, and thanks yeah. for making me. Sc- once again yeah yeah no, never good but I, I bought three when I was in the <laughs> States three when I was in America and a pair of sunglasses so uh, uh, yeah uh, and some Golden Girls slippers oh yeah but they're not made by Roosevelt's you know they need to get on the in yeah. the Golden Girls need to get that under their belts as well I need some they, Golden Girls they do. Um, they do yeah talking Golden Girls slippers talking Golden Girls slippers indeed Oh, speaking of uh, America, I did get, uh, I'm trying to think, I only bought one Star Wars thing, I think, on my trip. Oh. And it's something I've had my eye on for a long time. It ties back to Life Day Chewy. It's the Star Wars Wookiee storybook. Oh, and if it it ties back to Life Day Chewy, does that mean that all the stories, like, start off? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Itchy looks quite normal in the book. That was my biggest disappointment. Oh. He doesn't look quite as sleazy and dirty you know. <laughs> in the book. Um, yeah, yeah. Updating him for a more family-friendly, family-friendly audience. Speaking of America, though, I did visit a Hallmark store, which is why I came away with lots of Golden Girls stuff. No, and their collection of Star Wars Christmas decorations this year yes. are off the hook. The one I really wanted was sold out, which is probably a good thing because it was like $65 for a Christmas <laughs> decoration. Is the the Han Solo carbonite scene from Emperor Strikes Back? Oh, and you see, you have Han at the top, yeah, the doors open below him, and he goes down, music playing, and then up comes Han and carbonite. It's like, oh, very cool, very cool. They did have a talking jab of the hut one as well, but. I got a Golden Girls decoration. Call me boogie. Yeah, and I got an Indiana Jones uh, video tape decoration. But uh, yeah, no, if, if you're if a fan of Hallmark's Christmas stuff, go check that out as well. That's, mm. that's sprung in my mind as I was talking about purchases. But uh, there we go. Have you got anything since we last? Uh, um, other than other, other than my guitar strap, I don't think I have. Uh, I, I got a new cam belt on my car. <laughs> which is probably why I haven't got anything else. And uh, yeah, and hopefully, all being well, uh, we should be able to uh, procure a uh, Roosevelt or two later. Yes, indeed. He says, with everything crossed. If, if I don't succeed, I might not be okay. No. But somebody will presumably ask if you are okay. Hmm like our next musical act which is a recent discovery i think you found this one didn't you i did indeed and it's it's funny because this is one that's been in my head for a while 
there's a possibility uh, of a, a tune and I've gone from what they've gone with and who Dameron but no this is the this is the most obvious one to do of course it's, a, it's in the song already it is indeed this is Retrospects who Greg found on YouTube with their parody stroke reworking of Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal and as soon as I've said that anybody who knows the song knows exactly where it's going this is called Sith Criminal Annie are you okay Set it fire to your stumps now. Looks like you've been in a toaster. Oh, 
This is Andy Seacom, otherwise known as a Watto, and you're listening to Fanta Tracks. And that was Retrospects on YouTube with Seth Criminal. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> now, there we go. This next topic of conversation <laughs> might offend some of our listeners, so hey. I apologise in advance, and and to the powers that be, the leadership team. I apologise in advance for my uh, colleague. Please don't take us off the air. We want to go to at least our fifth anniversary. Yes. Uh, we're at our fourth. Come on. I don't know if I can forgive him for this, but Carl, what do you want to talk about next? Well. <laughs> that's that's enough on that subject. Yeah, that's enough on that. Coming soon to PS4 and Xbox yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So, consumer of many different franchises, as I am, I have over the last couple of years been enjoying the output of Paramount Plus namely one of their Henry Dean rec- yeah uh, <laughs> one, of, one of one of the uh, recent additions to the Star Trek um, universe jacket. yeah the Star Trek universe Strange New Worlds which is for anybody that doesn't know about it is kind of like a prequel to the original series and sort of exploring some of that timeline with some familiar characters, but obviously as younger versions of themselves. And on the whole, it's been very, very entertaining, very tongue in cheek in places and really embracing the sort of humor elements of the original uh, 60s and 70s Star Trek show. So to really, really put the cat amongst the pigeons in the latest series, they've had a musical episode think along the lines of the Buffy uh, show where they did I think was it was it called Once More With Feeling? Once More With Feeling, yeah. So they had like a musical episode. Trying to think, there was an episode for, for younger listeners uh, of a show called Moonlighting featuring Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd back in the 80s. They did a musical episode of that once uh, which was uh, very good and uh, yeah so they really, really sort of put themselves out there on a limb on this one. And certainly both critical and fan response that I've seen so far have widely accepted it and said, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And that got me thinking, could we ever see something like that in the Star Wars universe? No. <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> um, but- I, we talked about this all very early on, and I, I said, yeah. I said, I said no. But now, because we've mentioned this a few times on the show today, and there was a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. Would they ever do a Star Wars holiday special two 
and that would be more of a musical vibe because obviously you had like mm. our our buddy B singing in the cantina yeah. and you had like Chewie you know Itchy watching his Pornhub yeah uh, musical and you'd got you'd got the uh, the other yeah, you got Jefferson Starship doing like the Night on Fire. Leia singing. Leia singing. Yes. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So it's not. It's not. It's not. It wouldn't be totally weird for that to happen. No. I don't think it'd be right to do it. Mm. But I would quite enjoy it. Special too. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> it. It is. It's. It's one of those things, and it. It just kind of got me thinking about why. Why they can do such a thing, and indeed, one of the other shows they've got is an animated show called Lower Decks, which is think Star Wars. Oh, Robot Chicken. Details. Uh, yeah, the uh, the Robot Chicken kind of episodes and things like that. Mm. It's very, very so quite irreverent in places, and that kind of got me thinking as well about you know this this is clearly it it's on its third series or something now. And I think the fourth's due sometime later this year. So it's it's one of those things that you you see another franchise like that taking the kind of risks that we would like to see. For me, the the, the immediate parallel for that would be Star Wars Detours, which we know there are you know four seasons of if you make them fifteen episodes a season, depending yeah. how long they are, of course. Um, you know, they said they've got 60 episodes, but if they're you know, five minute shorts or whatever, then who knows? But yeah, it it just it just got me thinking that you know these things are obviously being tried, and indeed the uh, you know the guys at Paramount are being rightly lauded for taking these kind of risks and them working. Mm. Um, you know and. All our differences aside, with the uh, the Trekkies, you know, they're they're an equally unforgiving fan base when they want to be, uh, you know, as the Star Wars fans are. So, you know, why why is this working for them in their universe, and it wouldn't necessarily work, you know, or is is certainly being deemed by. Uh, the uh, the powers that be that are, are sitting on stuff like detours that it's it's not something they want to do. It's giving you alternative. It is actually branching out into those other audiences that you perhaps mm. that there will be fans of musicals that like this episode of Star Trek because it's like a mini musical. You know, it's an yeah. hour long musical. Uh, you know, they might not care about the rest of Star Trek. But this episode just encapsulates encapsulates it all. The fact that some of the cast are ex-Broadway or West End musical actors helps greatly because they obviously carry certainly some of the bigger numbers and can actually sing. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that I think is more look than judgment the only way I can see that happening in the Star Wars universe is if they did like uh, similar to like Star Wars Visions it's not a canonical story it's like yeah. uh, just a 
something set in the Star Wars universe. It just yeah. happens to be a musical. And like we said, you know, the the last season of Visions, you started to see, yeah, with my favourite episode, I Am Your Mother. Mm. Then Branch sort of started to dip their toe into that. Let's try and do something comedic in the Star Wars universe. You know, yes, there's still an underlying story of family and everything else, but it really does start to push it out there of they're quite clearly lampooning Wedge quite a bit in it. Mm. You know, whether it whether it's in inverted commas canonical or whether they are just stories, as you say, in the universe, you know, who knows? But the other way I could see it happening is if Disney Plus send lots of money to myself and the Max Rebo standalone TV series that we brought, no, we've spoken about for four years now. That's think. it. That's it. And 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 to be fair, they did it in uh, season season one of Visions as well with Tatooine Rhapsody. Indeed. Yeah. Although, again, flipping that around a bit, that didn't get necessarily the best reception because the music was deemed to be a bit odd to be in universe because it was kind of pop punk pop punk stuff yeah yeah but as you get in our everyday lives you know you've got your instrumental uh, jazz kind of acts alongside your pop punk bands and your michael buble singing with the foo fighters and <laughs> Who hasn't sung with the Foo Fighters? <laughs> well, yeah, who haven't the Foo Fighters sung with? Or Dave yeah. Grohl, rather. Yeah. I, in fact, I'm, I'm now even more disappointed that um, following Glastonbury that uh, Dave Grohl didn't show up at Cantina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointed you never turned up as a new drummer from the Foo Fighters. You're in every yeah, well, other band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, although, going back to Glastonbury, there was a definite... Uh, Star Wars flavour to one of the performers. Oh! Anybody that has has uh, seen any of the uh, Glastonbury footage, there was a, a, a very good band who I'd not heard of previously, and the singer ended up guesting with Elton John as part of his Legends closing set. Jack Dolusk of the Gabriels, uh, the Gabriels set. There is a, a picture which I believe I shared with you, Greg. Yeah. of him on stage wearing a kilt and what can only be described as a Sith robe. All right, okay. So clearly he's uh, he was expressing at Glastonbury on the pyramid stage his love of Darth Elvis. Sounds that's, a bit right. That, that's, that's what I'm taking from that. He's obviously... He wants, he wants Darth Elvis at Glastonbury. So do yeah. I. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> needs to de- defrost him quick and book him. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well... The, Come on, Evis. The, they have, you know, there was there was all that rumour straight after this year's Glastonbury that, um, you know, everybody thought Taylor Swift was going to headline the uh, the Sunday night slot and then she went and inconsiderately booked in another gig in Ireland. Um, oh. So put the, put the kibosh on that. But um, so that Sunday night legend slot is open. Who else could you book for a legend slot? I'm available. Putting Just it out seeing. there. We're I'm available. It, we're putting it out there. Yeah. We're putting <laughs> it out there. Taylor Swift. I did manage to get tickets to see her in Edinburgh. So. Well done, you. And the highs in Glasgow. So Ooh. 2024 is shaping up to be very good already. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Anywho, I diverge. 
So, can we agree never to talk about Star Trek on a Star Wars podcast again, please? Yes. <laughs> I, will, I will allow I will allow discussions around the last Starfighter, you know, because it's yeah. you know, it's got it's a star franchise with of one spaceballs, uh, spaceballs. But yeah, yeah. The, okay, save the trek for the schoolyard. <laughs> okay, right. That's me told off. So. Back to uh, back to the the other the other star franchise that we normally talk about, Star Wars. Some very good news, well, particularly for myself, and I would believe also yourself as well, Greg. Um, oh no, no, I've completed it. I've, I'm done. Ooh. I, I'm a PS5 man. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, for those of us that uh, haven't upgraded to uh, PS5 or an Xbox whatever it is the latest xbox thing is you no will have, no 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 microsoft sorry consoles what's his, what's his name xbox gates that's probably what it's called yeah yeah something like that yeah they uh when the recently and the uh, recently released uh, jedi survivor came out i think i made mention on uh, a, f- a previous episode uh, i was very disappointed to find out that jedi survivor wasn't being released on the older generation consoles. So it was only PS5 and Xbox stuck in your brain. But good news. Come closer, I have good news. Yes, yes. Clearly, Greg and his PS5 loving chums are in the minority and uh, EA have decided that they've not made enough money from the PS5 fraternity and are uh, porting across the recent Jedi Survivor game so the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order to PS4 and Xbox One. So I'll get to play it! Yay! I'm hoping uh, to do the same for what was that VR game that came out? It's come out for the VR2, the. Oh, the. Um, no, 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 Tales from Galaxy's Edge or something. Yeah. yeah. Ogus Katina thing. Yeah, yeah. It came out for the VR2 on PlayStation, but not the VR1. Which is what I've got. So, get yeah. it out on VR one, please. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So the good news is they've announced it. The bad news is there's no details on when. So who knows? Uh, maybe. Fingers crossed in time for Christmas. Um, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I I can only assume that they want they'd either got a date to hit. And so getting it out on the latest generation consoles was their primary focus or they're lacking in sales, shall we say, to the uh, newer console converts and uh, therefore are looking at us uh, last gen (laughs) people to, uh, yes, buffer the the profit margins on it and uh, get in and get purchasing. So... uh, Yes, as soon as we hear any more, you'll hear me cartwheeling around the studio and uh, saying, yeah, I get to play Dead Eye Survivor, la, 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 and things like that. I'll try not to spoil the ending for you. Uh, they all die. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is, which is is actually a, a running joke in my uh, my team at work, because uh, one, one of the guys had been to see Rogue One, and uh, just blurted it out in the team meeting. I, I'd, I'd gone to a midnight showing, obviously, 
and uh, lucky, yeah, and uh, he, and had the day off the day after to go and see it again, and um, he'd gone to a midnight show but went into work, and uh, my my boss said, oh, what was it like? He said, oh, so it's all right, you know, it's a good story, but they all die at the end. <laughs> Whoa, spoilers! Hey, if you don't, if you don't remember, it was spoiled at uh, Star Wars Celebration earlier that same yes, year. Yes, yes. Uh, when uh, yeah, you uh, were on stage. Uh, yeah, uh, after after I die. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anywho, that Any... sadly brings us to the end of another show, doesn't it? It does. It does. The time has simply flown by. Flown by. So, thank you for joining us, as ever. Yes, thank you very much, everybody. And um, we're going to leave you with... I think this is the one you discovered on uh, the YouTube channel. Was it, was it me? I thought it was you. Uh, oh, I, might have been I was just going to say, I thought it was you. <laughs> one of us found this on YouTube. <laughs> yes, I'll, I mean, I'll make a jet out of you yet, Mr. Uh, Mister Bayless. Oh, see what you've done there. Yeah, this is a Star Wars there. Disney... Mulan parody. I'll make a Jedi out of you. Uh, written by the Clarkson twins, uh, with Yoda performed by Jonathan Oakley, Luke performed by Gabriel Brown, and Obi Wan Kenobi and the Jedi chorus Max Perryment. Uh, sorry, Jedi chorus Katie Galt and Emperor Palpatine. Paul Clarkson. Clarkson. With the yes. orchestral arrangement by Samuel Kim Music, who we've played in the show yes. before. We have, we have. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, Star Wars Disney, I'll Make a Jedi Out of You, Mulan Parody, available on YouTube. Check it out. And all that remains is for us to say, travel well. It's a hot dang from me. And it's a hot dang from him. Hot dang! Dang! Trained at Mount Calamarian Opera School, Yoda was. Let's get down to business to defeat the Sith. To complete your training is my only wish. You're the oldest Padawan I've had, which you can bet before with rule. I will make a Jedi out of you. The force around you, me the rock, the tree. If you choose the dark path, it rules your destiny. You must confront Vader and his emperor with the force as your ally. Only then will you be a Jedi. Judge me by my size, do you? Kinda think I'm someone's brother. Your father's midichlorian count was off the scale. 
That boy was our last hope. No, he's not. There is another. I don't believe in that is why you fail. The Jedi. You must be swift as the flying X-Men. With no attachments to slow your course. We are the last of the Jedi Order. I'll help you take down the dark side of the Force. Twilight is upon me. And the seeds still thrive. Find what I have taught you, or you must survive. Do or do not. There is no try. My only quest before I die is to train the last of the Jedi. Swift as the flying X-Wing I know attachments won't slow my course Now I'm the last of the Jedi Order It's time to take down the dark side of the Force Thanks for listening to Desert Planet Discs. If you want to stay part of the action and up to date on all the latest Star Wars news, check out the Fantatrax app via the App Store on your mobile device. You can contact us via email at radioatfantatrax.com. Comment, like and share on any of our social media feeds at Fantatrax and be sure to subscribe. Leave a review, preferably a five-star one, on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or your podcatcher or smart speaker of choice. Don't forget to head to fantatracks.com forward slash radio, home of Fantatracks Radio, and follow us on our social media feeds at Fantatracks and bookmark fantatracks.com for all the latest in Star Wars news. Coming up next on Fantatracks Radio, it's Making Tracks. Come back soon, I'll be waiting.